Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. On a Sunday morning. Thanks for joining us here. Um, opening up the chat room, we got a little problem today, and it has nothing to do with Sunny. Has to do with Cuervo. Cuervo in the military. He kind of gets called in at the last minute, and he is not going to be with us here today. Brian Tarvin from Way in Sports Talk will be joining us a little bit later as well, um, so you can get a look at that. Just opened up the chat room for those that want to give us a call. It's 347-215-7497. Before we get into what's going on on the, uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, let's talk about my Rowlett Eagles. Rowlett Eagles got the victory last week, actually last Thursday, as they took on the Garland Dowels. They were already set to go into the playoffs regardless anyway. So that having been said, we're not too much worried about that game, although they won. Uh, they had to win without Preston Weeks at the starting quarterback position. So they go into the playoffs, our coverage of Texas high school football and the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team continues. And it happens on Friday night, 730 kickoff, coming to you from Capel, Texas, as the Raleigh Eagles take on the Capel Cowboys in the first round of the Texas State playoffs. And you'll hear that coverage as well as the pregame show about four or five hours before the game. Uh, you'll hear that right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You can listen to that game, www.couchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagles Sports. You can run on over there and check out that game. You can also give us a listen as well by going uh, using your cell phone, using your head, headsets. Make sure you charge them for the game. You can listen in by calling 347-215-7497. Uh, it is week number 10 in the NFL. I want to go back and look at our picks uh, just so you know where we are I, because I've been bragging on us because we deserve it. Um, that having been said, because I've been watching the uh, so-called experts this morning a little bit while I was getting ready, uh, although I don't listen to a lot of it, but I wanted to see what their um, final count was as far as their games were concerned. And, folks, I just want to give you a hint. We're doing far better than um, Marinucci. We're doing far better than the other side, Michael Irvin. We're doing far better than uh, uh, the experts that are out there that are out there picking these games. So be ready for that. I'll give you an example. Let's just go back. Go back to week number seven, where I was 12 and two out on the picks, and Cuervo was eight and four. Week number eight, 
I was 10 and 3. Cuervo was 13 and 0. Brian Tarvin, who may be joining us here a little bit later in week number eight, he also went 13 and 0. Last week, I went 10 and 3. Cuervo went 12 and 1. And Tarvin went 10 and 3 as well. We're doing just as good as the so-called professional, so-called experts out there. So you listen to our show, and we'll get you set up and ready to go. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Let's go to the NFL standings before we get right into the game. We got 13 of them that we're going to get through here today. And we're going to get through all of them without Cuervo and when people call. Uh, my brother wants to call and talk a little bit, yes, about the 49ers. Yeah, but hold on. Don't. Don't think he's lost his mind, okay? He, he wants to talk about them for a reason. So that we'll do that here when he comes in. But let's talk about the standings in the NFL. Let's talk in the AFC East where the Patriots do not have the atypical stranglehold that they normally do on this division. Normally we're talking about this team being, you know, you know so far ahead it's unbelievable. It's not the fact that they're necessarily – got the a bad record. They're 6 and 2. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just what people expectations are of the Patriots maybe being 7 and 1 or at this point 8. No. They're 6 and 2. They're followed by the Buffalo Bills. They are 5 and 3. And folks, they've got a tough game going up on here today as they got to take on the New Orleans Saints and they got to win to stay in you know, lying with them because the New England Patriots, uh, they have the Denver Broncos. Miami Dolphins, uh, well, so Buffalo 5-3, and three, Miami Dolphins 4-4, four and four, and the New York Football Jets are 4-5. and five. Over in the AFC North, it's 6-2 and two, Pittsburgh Steelers, same record as the Patriots, who's a better team, I guess you could ask. But that having been said, Baltimore's at four and five behind them, followed by Cincinnati three and five, and the Cleveland Browns are goose egg for eight. In the AFC South, this one here is the you know, entertaining division in the AFC this year, as the Tennessee Titans, they're five and three. My Jacksonville Jaguars are five and three. By the way, folks, not a believer in my Jacksonville Jaguars, just not. Um, as far as the long haul. Houston, 3-5, Indianapolis, 3-6. That's the South. Over in the AFC, West Kansas City on top. They have uh, take the loss last week against the Dallas Cowboys. They're 6-3. Oakland's trying to get back into it as they win last week as well. They're 4-5 in second place. The Los Angeles Chargers, 3-5, and five, and then the Denver Broncos on the bottom, 3-5. And that, that's a crazy division of football right there. Over in the NFC, let's start with the East, as the Philadelphia Eagles are 8-1. They're going to win this division, folks. they got a three-game uh, lead on everybody. They have won seven in a row. But... Behind them are the Dallas Cowboys, who have won their last three in a row. They're five and three, and then Washington, who is four and four, and then the New York Football Giants. They are one and seven. Now over in the NFC North, this is a very fun, fun division because I think it takes a turn. We'll all talk a little bit about that as well. The Minnesota Vikings six and two, Detroit Lions four and four. 
the Green Bay Packers four and four, and the Chicago Bears three and five. Entertaining division in football because of the loss of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Minnesota not having their quarterback, and Detroit seems to be getting back up on their roll. Watch out for this division. Over in the NFC South, New Orleans Saints have quietly won six games in a row. No one's talking about how good this football team is, and everybody. But you know, some people say they got a pretty good defense. I'm saying it's overrated, but. You win six in a row in the NFL, you got to give them some mad props. But in the South, where Carolina is 6-3, and three, this is a football team that desperately needs a win this week as well. Atlanta goes up against a uh, Dallas Cowboys team, so that's going to be interesting for them. They're 4-4. That game is in Atlanta. Tampa Bay, 2-6. They're pretty much done for the you know, season. Grab that fork, stick it in them, find that fat lady singing because they're done. Los Angeles in the Rams in the West at six and two. Seattle at six and three as they played on Thursday night football. We'll talk a little bit about that. Arizona four and five. And the San Francisco 49ers. They're a goose egg for nine. And this is a football team that won't put in Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I you know, I I need a Joan Rivers. I need a Joan Rivers. Can we talk? Uh uh, special effect, you know, audio effect, because this is ridiculous. How you're not playing Jimmy Garoppolo right now, it, it's almost a, a a farce. So that's the way it looks in the NFL right now, as far as the standings are concerned. Now, as far as some of the other things that are going on in the NFL, the news that is out Andrew Luck is seeking treatment for his injury over in Europe. Europe. His right shoulder, he wants to go to Europe. You can't find anybody here. You can't find the guy, Andrews. You can't go to Andrews and find out what's going on. I'm sorry, I, I don't understand. Zeke Elliott, six-game suspension, back on. Kansas City Chiefs. Their situation, they have their defensive tackle, Roy Miller, is arrested in Florida for domestic battery. His career is over. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is not a great thing to happen for him. And this is the, you know, this is not the time to have problems and that this is a week where Kansas City is on the bye. So he goes back home, gets in fight with his wife, knocks her around a little bit. His career's over, folks. We already know about that. Now, lots of talk about Martellus Bennett and his injury situation. As the Patriots go out and grab him up, and uh, he's evidently ripping his former team, the Green Bay Packers, um, as far as that is concerned, you waving him because of injury. So the Patriots say, we'll take Martellus Bennett back. And they do. And they grab him up. How will that affect that football team? Will it affect them is going to be the question. A.J. Green has been fined $42,000 for fighting with Ramsey. 
So that's a big thing for that. As the Jags won that game 23-7, to the Dolphins right tackle James. Juwan James goes on injured reserve because of left hammy injury, and that ends the season for him. He was hurt in Sunday night's football game to the loss to the Oakland Raiders. So that is a loss for the Dolphins. The Dolphins need a lot of – it's not the fact that they need a lot of help. They just could use some help, and that's one you don't want to lose. The Cardinals, Arizona, lost their best offensive lineman, D.J. Humphreys, and their leading tackler in that game against Seattle, Taiwan Branch. Those are season-ending injuries. Some of the injuries going on. Iverson Griffin, a foot injury. Marquise Lee for the Jaguars. Knee, Jordan Reed, Hanley, and Delaney Walker. Ankles. All those guys are questionable. Only one of them not going to play. So watch out for that. Some other things that are going on as we got other players. I mean, you lose Zeke Elliott, but the Dallas Cowboys are also losing Tyron Smith. He's going to miss the game against the Falcons. He's got a back and a groin injury. And the Cowboys right now, you know, their offensive line, you know, they're going to have to get all things squared away. Um, tight end Goff Swain have been downgraded to questionable, so they, uh, you know, they're out. They didn't even make the trip. He didn't make the trip. Buffalo Bills are going to be without the left tackle, Cordy, uh, Cordy Glenn, and wide receiver Zay Jones for Sunday's game against New Orleans. The Lions have activated Tyler Decker from the pup list before this game, and they're saying that he may play, seeing how it is the lowly, and I mean lowly, Cleveland Browns. The Jets, Matt Forte has been ruled out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Does that matter? Probably not. And we'll talk about that. Those are some of the headlines that are sitting up on top of this uh, day here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Some news and notes and things that uh, you need to know before you might take your take and make your picks. That having been said, I want to bring in the good old boy himself, Brian Tarvin from Wayne Sports Talk. How you doing, Brian? Very good, Tony. How are you? Doing good. Last week, ten and three, not too shabby. The week before that, how about thirteen and zero for you? How about the week before that? Well, I didn't get your picks one of the week before that, but. That haven't been said, you've had a pretty good couple weeks, and you're pretty happy about what's going on regarding your Auburn Tigers getting the big, 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 big win over Georgia last night. That was big. And, um, and Sonny, you know, in rival games on the road, you never know what's going to happen. And that, that should yep. show you. I don't think Auburn's that much better than Georgia, but it was the perfect storm, you know. It was uh, – you turn the ball over, you – make penalties and let Auburn keep getting the ball, you're going to lose. You're not good enough to do that on the road in the SEC. So, I, I think if, if Auburn can beat Alabama, we'll have a rematch of Auburn-Georgia in the SEC championship. So, I'm excited right now. I can't lie to you. 
I you you might you I think you're right. If they win, they they might just sneak in. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that whole thing goes from this point because that is a cra- that's a crazy week. That and not only that, not just that. Elaborate on some of the other games that happened because there were a couple other upsets as well. I think this time of year the pressure starts getting to these teams and. And they get exposed. Look at Notre Dame last night. The quarterback for Notre Dame promised that they were going on the road and they were going to win convincingly. And they got the dog fist kicked out of them. Oklahoma yeah, they did. Plays a good TCU team that a lot of people thought TCU was going to pull the upset last night. They get blown out. This time of year is so tough. And not only the rival games are tough, it's those games like last week where Ohio State got caught against Iowa and got smashed. It's just you're never safe in college football. Have Saban so he, he's so good as a coach because he realizes that, and he's got his team buying into every week as a playoff and every game is important. I just don't think the other coaches in the country are very good at that. And, and there's something to be said about that because this is not just one year here, one year there. This is every single year that we're talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, not. I mean, when was the last time that we were not talking about the Crimson Tide going for the national championship? Now, granted, they didn't always win it, but Tarvin, this is a football team that's always in the, you know, not very far away from grasping an opportunity to win the championship. I mean, I can't remember the last time. Can you? 2010, Alabama, that was probably their best team with Julio, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram. They, they played everybody that came off a bye week on the road. They lost three games that year. Um, that was the last time that they've ever lost three. The only time that they beat Michigan State, the Big Ten champion, by 50 points in the bowl game. So it's been seven years, Sonny, since we weren't talking right now about Alabama in the national championship. Yeah, and that is, that's too long for other coaches not to be able to figure it out. But how about this? If you got the recipe to be the best all the time, which is obvious what that situation is, that's what's going on here. Um, it, you know, other coaches have got to get with the program. And I'm not talking their program. They've got to figure out what Nick Saban is doing and somehow try to mirror it. And if they mirror it by 80%, they're going to make every team better. So find out what Nick Saban's doing. Figure it out 80%. Now, 80% is a high C, okay? You know, so figure that out. It's a high C, so get it right. I, I don't know what it takes, to, and, and, and I don't know. Now, there's some speculation about how that whole thing's going on, whether it's cheating or whatever the case may be. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. It, 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 here's, but that's the, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. No one's talking about it. No one cares. Why? Because it's the national championship. Why? The fans got what they want, which was the playoff. And now they're not happy about some of the choosing that's going on in it, but they got what they wanted. And, and Alabama's part of it. So whatever they're doing, whatever they're cheating, how they're you know, masking it, I don't know if they – do they test for drugs in, in college football? Uh, not like they didn't. No, not in the NFL they do. That's why you don't see many so that, players doing well in the NFL because they yep. they test all the time. They have to go clean. And when you've been on steroids for three or four years playing at a high level and you have to come off and be regular, uh, I think it's very hard mentally and physically. And I think these players have trouble. 
And it just goes to show there's not too many Alabama, and not to shoot them down or anything, but you don't have too many Alabama players continuing on with the um, success that they had when they were in college. I mean, who's the other – I mean – I mean, you got Julio that stands out. That that's a standout. But take away from that, how many are out there that you can name off the top of your head? It's hard, man. I mean, maybe one I know. Two. Maybe one or two. They're, they're 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 just not getting it. So, um, but that's where we are. You want to kick in? You want to start with some of the games and start talking about this week's games out on the football field? Yeah, they're just I don't I don't know how exciting they are, Sonny, but um I want you to talk about the Dallas Atlanta game. I think that's a game that I think Atlanta's gonna win this week. I don't think Dallas is as good as what people think. Well, here's the thing. Dallas, who are who have won the last three games in a row. Let me just check. My brother wants to come in and talk about the Rams, or not the Rams, the 49ers a little bit. But I'll get to him when he calls in. But that having been said, this game right here, Tarvin, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, it, you know, I, I've, I've admitted my hate. My hate is the Seattle Seahawks. My realist, being a realist, is the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm here. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy hater. I'm a Dallas Cowboy realist. Now, when you talk about this game and the Dallas Cowboys, what they got going on here this week, this one here, it's a tough game. And I'm going to tell you the reason, a couple of reasons why. Number one, forget Zeke Elliott. I'm, I, I can give a rat's big, fat, hairy butt about Zeke Elliott, okay? The thing that is really going to be a problem in this game is the fact that they lost Tyron Smith on that offensive line. And that is a huge loss. Now, granted, they've got a great offensive line. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you, Tyron Smith and Frederick are the anchors of that offensive line. And when you're losing one of them, the fall-off is very big, which means the other guys who are good have to step it up a little bit more to make up for that. And I don't know. When I look at the, the Atlanta Falcons and their, the big talk this week is how they're not getting Julio Jones the ball. Okay, and that's a big talk everywhere. You think that they're not going to try to get Julio Jones the ball, who have burnt the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, in the past in the passing game? Uh, you bet. I think that ball's going to be going to Julio Jones a lot today. Well, he dropped one right in his hands in the end zone last week, and nobody around him. So, yep, he can't that, cry that about not happen. getting the ball. That's yeah. a fluke. He's got to catch it. But he's he's so. Yeah beat up I think that's the problem he's beat up a lot and I think being out yes. outdoors was bothering him last week because it was kind of chilly um, a little different kind of moisture outside a little damp now being inside a dome he, he's going off tonight I'm glad I have him on my fantasy team because he's going off for 200 well I think that's going to be a really good game as far as what's going on but and I think what's going to cause the Dallas Cowboys problems as well I mean, forget about the other stuff. It's going to be about offensive play calling. If there is a team in the NFL that's noticeable about bad play calling, 
it stands out like a sore thumb right here in Dallas. This is a football team that cannot make the right play call at the right time. And I think that's going to be critical here tonight. This is going to be a close game, Tarvin. And if it comes down to play calling, this might be a problem with the Dallas Cowboys. They're the worst at clock management as well. Um, when to use their timeouts, when not to. I mean, and it stands out out of all the teams. I mean, they're bad teams. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about the so-called good football teams. It stands out big time about how they mess those kind of things up. Yeah, and uh, and you know what, Sonny? I was thinking this is a this is a must win for Atlanta right here. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're losing ground every week to the Saints, which nobody saw that coming. In Carolina, nope. even though they're not playing well, they're winning football games, and when they do start playing well, you're definitely not going to catch them after that bye week. So, to me, Atlanta has to play with desperation and urgency tonight. They have to get this win to to get them back in the hunt again because if they lose. It's over, man. But, but but I think the problem with Atlanta is Sarkeesian, his offensive coordinator. I don't think he was ready for that job, and they just gave it to him. So I think that offense is they, – they don't have an identity, Sonny. The Atlanta Falcons don't have an identity, and they need to find it fast. Yes, absolutely, because if you – if one thing that is really – if you can't figure out a way to get Julio Jones the ball, okay, granted, he drops a wide-open one in the end zone. That's going to be one in 100, okay? So 99% of the time he's going to make that catch, okay? It might even be more than that. But you've you got to figure out and you've got to find a way to, to move the chains. Because last week in that loss against Carolina, Atlanta converted only four of 15 on third and fourth down. And that includes a pair of, of uh, bad failures in the fourth quarter, not getting that first down at that vital time. And when you miss those opportunities in the fourth quarter in the NFL, it could even be against the Cleveland Browns. That could, that could drop you. And that's one thing that they can't do. they got to continue on. And my problem is is that that defense is not as bad as their, their record indicates as well. I mean, Dan Quinn's doing the best that he can over there. So you got to ask yourself the question, what is going on? The defense on third down has improved big time this year, starting from week one to three to where it is now. And you got guys that can go out there and make plays – now it's time for your offense to figure it out. Why are they not running the ball effectively? Why are they not getting the ball, Julio Jones? And the answer is that offensive line has got to improve in their play. Yeah, people don't realize when offenses are struggling, all you have to do is it's not the quarterback you feel, it's the offensive line. If a quarterback's struggling, look at the offensive line. Look at Carolina. Matt Ryan doesn't feel comfortable with that offensive line right now. They can't run the football. It's putting a lot of pressure on him. And he's a good quarterback. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. But you put pressure on him like Cuervo said last week, (laughs) he's going to turn the ball over. Yes. That's just all there is to it. He's hearing those footsteps right now. And I think tonight, tonight, they can bounce back. They can get things going again on the right path. If they don't, Sonny, it's over. I mean, it's over for Atlanta. They don't win. That's why I'm picking the Falcons tonight. The big, it's an afternoon game, right? It's an evening game, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're in prime time. Let me look. Um, no, they're in the afternoon. Yeah, they're in the afternoon. So, 
that that's an interesting thing going on there. So now, Tarvin, I promised my next caller that we would talk about this game, and maybe not necessarily the game, but maybe the uh, kind of oh, how do you how do you put it? The importance of this game as far as the standing is concerned later on. And what I mean by later on is how do you make the choice of not starting your guys? Let's go to Baba Gazoo's joining us. This is my brother from my mother. How you doing, my friend? Very good. How are you? I'm doing good. Talk to me about it because you we were kind of in chat a little bit yesterday about the San Francisco right. 49ers, and you're talking about do you think that they just go ahead and give this game away? Now, before you jump into what you said, the, the San Francisco 49ers are reportedly not starting Jimmy Garoppolo yet again. This right here tells me a couple of things. I'm going to get to them. But what are your looks at as far as what you were talking about with me yesterday in chat? Okay. First of all, when you're trying to build your team, and when you're building a team, especially in uh, salary caps and, and picks out of college and everything, the 49ers have, to my opinion, no choice but to tank this game. So they can get a first-round draft pick, and hopefully it'll be for their uh, offense, maybe a running back or something, and get get the ball rolling. You know, if you're going to rebuild, you got to rebuild. They got the quarterback. I think they ought to just go ahead and and go for that first-round draft pick. I mean, what makes well, sense let to me. me. Well, let me let me just fill let me just fill you in on what you might not know, and and this is because I started doing the research after you talked about it. The San Francisco Forty ers in the two thousand eighteen draft, they got their own pick in the first round already, and that's probably going to mm-hmm. be top three. At and then in the second round, they got their own. Then they got the Saints pick. Um, that they got in the trade. Then in the third right. round, they got their own pick. They've got they've got one, two, three. They got four picks in the first. Uh, mark that five picks in the first three rounds. So you're thinking they need more? Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's better to be top heavy, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I would rather so, have so, four Twinkies in a box than two. Well, <laughs> so would I. Um, but that, that having been said, but this is also a football team that went out. See, and when you made mention of that and I thought about it and the fact that they're not starting Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to bring in Tarvin here really quick. You're not going to play Jimmy Garoppolo after two weeks. I'm sorry. You're the 49ers. I mean, he, he, this guy – he doesn't need to know the whole offense to go out there to get him a victory here today. Okay. The fact of the matter is they're not starting them. Does that tell you that they're using Jimmy Garoppolo for trade bait to try to either a move up in the draft a little bit more or B uh, as far as maybe, you know, dangle them there to where they can get somebody else that they got their eye on. Yeah, I mean it makes no sense I'm not playing him right now. Like you're in the None. NFL, it doesn't take you it doesn't take you too long to adjust to a shitty offense to try to you know, to try to score some points. But I think they they either are gonna keep him and pick first and draft draft a quarterback and and uh hopefully use him once he proves himself maybe next year or the end of this year 
I don't know what they're doing, but I just can't figure it out. It has to be something with a trade or something in the in the process. Or you're you're right. I think they're using this trade bait because they're going to draft their kid out of Southern California or UCLA, and then they're going to be done with it. And I'm here's the saving thing for a rainy day, you know. Well, that's a good point too because they are playing the Giants. Okay, the Giants are one and seven. They're god awful. They're not just bad. They're god awful. So when you're god awful, mm-hmm. you you've got a situation here as far and we just lost Tarvin. He might come back. But when when you're that god awful that the Giants are right now. And this is a good way to get your feet, get Jimmy Garoppolo's feet underneath them. To start off, you know, with a slow football team, and then develop and figure out the playbook. This is a perfect game for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I don't know them coming out and saying that they're not going to start Jimmy Garoppolo as some kind of smoke, you know, smoke shield or whatever. But in reality, when I'm looking at this game, I think that they. I'm going to put it out there. I think that I think the 49ers can win this football game. The only problem oh, with that one, but the yeah, only I problem with that, it, well, it, I get I get back to Eli Manning. Now, Eli Manning sucks. There is absolutely no question. But when you're a bad football team. Eli Manning looks like a Hall of Famer, okay? And that's the oh, only yeah. thing that really, it really, really, really worries me about this pick in this game because if it was Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is my asterisk game as well, okay? If they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo in the first quarter, I I pick the 49ers. But if they stay with that rook, whatever the hell they're doing or why ever they're thinking – I'm going on the other side. And, I, and listen, there's two teams I hate in the NFL. One of them's the Atlanta Falcons, or uh, the uh, and, um, Seattle Seahawks, and the other are the oh, Giants. And, and another one's tap dance when Sherman went down, didn't you? <laughs> oh, let's just say I did one of those little jigs because it couldn't yeah. have happened to a bad. I, I, and I don't even wish. Injuries onto anybody if they happen. Yeah, I'm gonna dance the, the jig afterward. <laughs> yeah, the guy's a the jerk. Guy's a jerk. <laughs> the guy's a jerk. He's an egotistical punk, and I can't stand him when he just thinks that he's God's gift to to being a you know defensive back. Which I, you know, I'm not gonna deny the guy's talent, but man, it, you know, chivalry cannot be lost on you. Please stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is what it is. But um, but no, yeah, I danced a little jig, and I felt you know. I, I never hoped for an injury. I never hoped oh, for I an injury. You, you but I, but but injury. I but I did I did I did have a little joyous occasion on that one. You're yeah. right. So. Just call it. But, just call it uh, irony at its finest. <laughs> it, that, that, you're, you're absolutely right. Well, let's look at the game. I mean, we have Atlanta and the New York Giants, or um, San Francisco and the Giants. The Giants go cross country. They're a bad football team anyway. Do you think they can get the win in San Francisco? Yeah, sure they can. If the players are the right way. Yeah, yeah. yeah will the they though? Right. If, yeah. <laughs> now look, if you lose a football game because the other team's trying to tank. 
you are a shitty football team. <laughs> well, see, and that could be the funny thing is that the other team is trying to tank and Eli Manning can't get the job done. Um, what does that tell you about Eli Manning and where he is right now? I mean, I put a oh, picture. Man. I put a picture. I put a picture of Eli Manning on my Facebook where he's throwing the ball, and guys, his eyes are closed, Jack. His eyes are closed. This guy has no clue where he's throwing the football. And it's not because I want to bash on Eli Manning. Listen, Eli Manning is not even half the football player his brother was. Now, granted, he's got two Super Bowl rings. I'm so tired of hearing about that overrated BS, you know, going into where we're at right here today. But, uh-huh. you know, you, you, you can't deny the fact that he's got two Super Bowl rings. So that's where everybody is. So, you know, I don't know. Got one. I saw the other one in a pawn shop in Vegas last week. Yeah, is that what it was? So, no. you know, yeah. No. no. And, and not only that. Listen, yes, no kidding. I love pawn stars. But, I mean, you go Me back, too. this is a $42 million man. I marked that $45 million man. And this guy has not earned his paycheck. He has, oh, and, and you can say whatever you want about him or whatever the case may be, especially the last three years. I talked about it, not last, not this year, not last year. Towards the middle of last year, I saw, watch the decline in Eli Manning. And guess what? I, I'll put it out there. Every time I'm right on something big like that, and everybody says, Sonny, you have lost your mind. I get that quite a bit when I'm talking sports. But I was absolutely <laughs> correct in this situation. So it's, so it's you, almost so, like he's jumping out of a plane and the parachute pops down in the slow decline. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. When you look at that slow decline of what that, this guy is, it, there is, it should not surprise anybody whatsoever on what's going on as far as this football team is concerned. Because look at Odell Beckham. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if Odell Beckham released a book today, he would be trashing Eli Manning from one end to the other. This guy can't even, even when he's healthy, he's like, God, can someone get me the frickin' ball? And now, he's got lots of yards, he's got lots of touchdowns. Could you imagine if this guy could get hit in stride? He's always got to make those acrobatic catch. Why? Because Eli Manning's not accurate anymore. He started losing his accuracy. If yeah. Eli Manning starts throwing uh, maybe a little screen passes, don't you think that maybe maybe he could start from the beginning and and move your move forward with little screen passes, then maybe go for a big pass. That's what you need to do in reality with Eli Manning is take him back like he's a second-year quarterback in the NFL. Bring him along mm-hmm. with baby steps yet again because his obviously his his uh, adult steps are not good enough. Maybe take him down to baby steps again. Give him those easy mm-hmm. ones. See what's going on. Yep. Deliver the ball. But the problem is also when you try to deliver the ball in the NFL, you know, you, you all of a sudden, beca- and this is one thing that's been going on with Eli Manning, he's become very predictable in what he's doing. So you're right. They need to mix it up a little bit. This guy's got the home mm-hmm. run ball. Okay, guess what? Drop it in about 10 or 15 yards and let your receivers do the work. That's where you got Oda Beckham. That's where you have other guys on your football team that can get you the yakety-yak and make you look like the Hall of Fame quarterback that everybody seems to think this guy is, which I don't think he is, but that's just me. Well, you know me. I have been following this very much, 
uh, within the last three years. But I'm telling you what, right. I'm learning real quick. It doesn't take a genius to figure this out. I, I, that, that's why we do talk radio. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to do it. That's what. I, that's why we're here. So it is what it is. So, so you're on San Francisco, or are you on the New York Giants today? I, I take San Francisco, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I, I am actually. I'm on the Giants. Thank you. You know, I, I want to make sense. I, well. I want to be on San Francisco. I think the line's only a a, a minus one on this game. I mean, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, here's the thing. I I want to pick the 49ers. I don't think they're going to tank it. I just think that they don't have enough talent, and especially not starting Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has got to be better than that piece of garbage that they got starting at the quarterback, this rookie who hasn't a clue. And here's one thing about the New York Giants defense. Their New York Giants defense, they can get down and, and munch down up on any offensive lineman. Not only that, a guy who doesn't have a clue in the pocket on where to go with the ball. And the Giants will, they, you know what they're going to do? They're going to tease them. They're going to say, oh, mm-hmm. that's open. And then they're going to close the lane in a heartbeat. That's what I predicted. I think it's going to be the Giants' defense that will win them the game, not their offense. They'll get just enough offense to win the game. Gonna, it, it's, not gonna, it's gonna be a low-scoring game, I think. I think it's field goals, you know, a lot of field goals. Yeah. You know, I just don't think it's just going to be very many touchdowns in this game at all. I, it, it's going to be a good one. I, I, you know, I hate to say that you because know, the, this, is, the, a ba- this is a bad my, football my game to watch, but I think it will be entertaining. The bad thing is, is you won't see them on red zone very much today. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, it, it just depends. But I, I, think, I think we might see. You know, and here's another thing. When Eli Manning is manned up in the in the media the way, and then they're playing a bad football team, look if you look at the records of this these two football teams. Now, I, I I don't want anybody to go in shock. I am not I'm not exaggerating when I say the records of this. You're talking about two football teams that are one and sixteen on the season. One and yep. sixteen. That, that that you know that's if I if I have not put my um, couch potato quarter away for the day, I I would have had to pull it out in reality, to flip the coin. But the problem is this is a bad football team. Eli Manning will. This is my prediction. Eli Manning will have a big day, and then everybody will talk about how great he is again. Then we then he'll shut up the media on how bad he really is in the next two weeks. Yeah, but I think he it's, wins it the sounds game. Like, yeah, but you know the sad reality of this is I don't get to see either one of these games. So I'm well, going to get the red zone. Uh, no, I don't. Um, oh, I thought you did. I didn't. I, was, I had the red, I had the red zone on my uh, cable plan, but evidently it, it expired, and oh. they wanted a whole lot of money to. Really interesting. Back on, so so I don't have on, so I'm stuck with watching football games. So <laughs> yeah, the whole damn thing where you fall asleep. I mean, I can't. Yeah, it's exactly. hard for me to watch. 
it's hard to watch Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. It's yeah, just hard. I understand I mean, completely. It, I, it, it, it's just crazy. But all right, my man. So uh, you're. It's, you, so, it's almost a. So you're, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the Steelers in the Indianapolis game. I'm gonna get the Green Bay Packers in Chicago, and I'm gonna get the. Uh, well, the late game. I think I'm gonna get Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna get yeah. Dallas in Atlanta. Probably. So yep. you know, I've got so, all the I've got all the Midwest crap here today. So <laughs> I, I understand. All right, my man. All right, take care. We'll talk at you on the flip. You betcha. That's my brother from that's my brother from my mother, my brother Baba Gazoo, uh, coming to you from Springfield, Illinois, the capital city, over there. WQNA DJ right there. That having been said, again, Danny Amendola, knee injury questionable. Martellus Bennett shoulder for the uh, Patriots. Um, uh, he's questionable. Des Bryant, ankle and knee, questionable. That's that's why it's hard to pick the Cowboys today. And Tyron Smith, he is out for the game. So uh, interesting things going on over here in Dallas where everybody is standing. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. As we are set, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll take care of some business. Sonny will hit the head and get some more coffee. And when we come back, we're going to get out down and dirty with the rest of the games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com.
We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show Sunday morning, talking about all the games that are happening in the NFL, I'd like to thank Bob Gazoo for giving us a call. Frank Harvin will get back with us here fairly soon, I imagine. As we get set here, we're going to go through all the games. I had Seattle, Cuervo had Seattle on Thursday Night Football, and Tarvin had Seattle as well, I imagine. I'm not sure, but Tarvin's not that stupid to pick the Arizona Cardinals. This is a football team that doesn't have a quarterback. This is a football team that is in question. I'm going to tell you the reason why. We talked about it on this show. Cuervo has the inside scoop up on this. Bruce Arians is not going to be back next year. He has been telling people that are close to him that he's done. So I think that's another reason why you're seeing a problem with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Arizona Cardinals got problems besides coaching. Let's not, let's not talk about Bruce Arians not being a good coach because that's just not what the situation is. Bruce Arians is a great coach. The problem is for the team to move forward without him. And I think that's what you're getting right now. And it's not good or bad or indifferent. It's just the way that it is. And I think the team knows he's gone. I think our inside scoop is correct. We called this a month ago, by the way. So when everybody sits there and says everybody's shocked about it, I'm going to tell you we had the inside scoop on it. We reported it first. So when it, you know when um, when uh, ESPN starts reporting on it, Stephen A. Smith, you know, getting the inside scoop, we had it a long time ago. So I didn't want to hear about that part. Because you will hear about that, how they got the inside scoop. But we actually got it first here up on this show. So, that having been said, it is Sunday. It is that being said. It is let's look at all the football games that are on there. By the way, we have no Cuervo today. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to touch on all these games. 
That's because that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to touch on every single one of these games that are happening in the NFL. So we might as well get started. Let's do it. Let's get up on the board, and we'll talk about the football game that is set. The Cincinnati Bengals, they're 3-5. and five. They lose last week. The Tennessee Titans quietly are on a three-game winning streak. Okay? This right here is a atypical division, or not division, but conference game, north against south. And the Bengals are a football team that are in a lot of trouble. As you look at the division and where it's sitting right now, the Bengals are 3-5 and five and in desperate need of getting a win. They take a loss here, and Pittsburgh wins today. Or actually, I think Pittsburgh's on the bye, and I think Baltimore's on the bye. i got to figure all that out, but... Those two teams might be on the bye, and that it might be really, really, really good for the Cincinnati Bengals to move up to four and five, which is what Baltimore is. Now, as I'm looking here, I'm trying to see. Oh, I know how to do that. Here's the game. So, to see if I see the no Pittsburgh is in action. They take on Indianapolis a little bit later on. Baltimore is on the bye, so they are not playing. So, this is a good opportunity for them to get tied with Baltimore. Uh, in the standings at four and five. So when you look at this game and how important it is for the Bengals, the question is, can they get the job done? No, AJ, you know, I, I'm not sure the status of AJ Green is, but that guy got fined $42,000 for, for his thing. I'm not sure if he's suspended. We got to find that out. I'm in the process of trying to find that out. But right now I don't feel confident in Cincinnati Bengals themselves. The Tennessee Titans, I am. Of course, you go on a three-game winning streak. I notice it. Not a lot of people do. I mean, especially if you do it quietly. And that's what's been going on. Tennessee's offense hasn't been explosive this year. But in this, you know, th- this is a football team that just quietly just is getting the job done. Now, the Titans right now, they are trying to get into a position to where if a wild card is in play here, they don't win the division because of Jacksonville, this is a game that could be something that is going to be good for them. It could go within the tiebreakers. So the Bengals now, three games behind Pittsburgh in the AFC North, they probably need to go six or two in order to get a playoff spot. And that would have to start with this week. So I don't know if Cincinnati's going to do it. And a lack of offense for this football team, the Bengals entered this week tied for 28th in points in the game, last in total yards and rushing yards, and 28th in passing yards per game. Guys, that's a recipe for a loss every week until you can start slowly moving those stats up. And I will tell you that this game right here, you got Marcus Mariota. Mariota has been playing not great, but not horrible. But Tennessee could be without uh, Quentin Spain. 
He's got a toe injury. He could be gone for the second game of the week unless they do something about getting him in there. DeMarco Murray, who was limited against Baltimore with a knee injury, was available to practice 100% on Wednesday, so he might be able to get more than just 41 yards that he got last week rushing the football. And they need DeMarco Murray in order for Marcus Mariota to be successful. It's just the way that it is. So when you look at the lack of offensive punch that you're getting from Cincinnati, you get what's coming from Marcus Mariota, who has been pretty much a kind of a guy that has been consistent. Tennessee, they're 5-3, three straight, and they're tied with Jacksonville for first place in the AFC South. This is an important game for them as they go into it. And guess what? The season's second half doesn't be, you know, look at the, if you look at the schedule, you know, they only have a couple of games that might be a problem for them. One would be the Pittsburgh Steelers on November 16th and a Christmas Eve uh, game against the Rams. The rest of it, it's, it's pretty cake. So if you've got a cakewalk, this is a game that you do it on. You, you prove it in this game. And Tennessee... You know, they have learned that to win at home after going 3-17 and 17 in 2014 to 2016, they have won seven of their last eight at home. And guess what? They're at home. I'm all over the Tennessee Titans this week because of the, uh, because of the magnitude of the week as well as they're just a better football team right now. So... I, I'm not necessarily a guy that's going to be, uh, oh, how do you do it? Uh, oh, how do you say it? Are they going to roll all over it? You know, the, the Tennessee Titans, a good football team, but they go up against Cincinnati. I'm not sure how anybody really can pick Cincinnati in this game. And I'm looking at uh, Brian Tarvin's pick, and I don't necessarily – I don't even see this pick. Let me see here. Yes, he has Tennessee as well. So I'm hopingly going to get um, Cuervo's pick as he's not with us as he's a military man, and the military came a-calling, and he went a-going. So uh, he said he might be able to get with us a little bit later. But Tarvin is on the Tennessee Titans as well. This should be a good one this week, so watch out for that one. So the next up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is we're going to visit them all here today on a Sunday morning. Cleveland Browns, they're in 0 for 8. The Detroit Lions are 4 and 4. The Detroit Lions who get their quarterback back. Last week, Good week for Matthew Stafford. He had a hammy and an ankle problem. He is 100% healthy. And, folks, I called it last week. I just want to make sure everybody is on board. The Detroit Lions are going to win the NFC North. Without Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers have proved who they are. Now, there was a question posed to me and other people. How much should Aaron Rodgers get when he comes back? All you got to do is take a look at these last three games and go, how much do you give them? You give them all. You give it to them all. All of it. Give them all of it. Whatever that all of it is. When Aaron Rodgers says, this is what I want, don't you hesitate. Don't you start 
Don't you start wheeling and dealing with this guy. You give him the money if you're Green Bay. But back to Cleveland and Detroit. Cleveland's Cleveland. Detroit is a good football team. Not only that, they're home. So, you know, Matthew Stafford, when he's healthy, and not only that, let's just say, maybe, because the the doghouse, these dogs, these Browns, they know how to stay in a football game. They don't know how to win them at the last time of the game in the fourth quarter. And that's all Matthew Stafford knows how to do for the last two seasons. This is a football team that with Matthew Stafford at the quarterback position in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, you give that ball to Matthew Stafford, he's going to deliver the ball. And that's what he's been doing for the last couple of years. Now, whether or not you believe in a Matthew Stafford and where they go, I can understand where people are asking that question. Because they have not been able to take that step in the playoffs that you expect. I'm telling you right now, this is the dark horse in the NFC. And they're doing it with nobodies. Absolute nobodies. And not only that, if you take a look at the Detroit Lions schedule, it it just plays well for them. Now, Matthew Stafford will play that down, but that, that guy's dancing a jig about the rest of the season. The Lions only face one more team with a ranking of 500 or more, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. They are also the only NFC North team without any major quarterback issues now because of the health of the hammy and the ankle back uh, being 100%. Chicago, they just have a quarterback issue because he's a rookie. Green Bay, that's just the way it is. So, Minnesota, they don't have a quarterback. So, the only one that's really solidified with a real quarterback are the Lions, and that's the reason why they're going to win this division. So, you know, any given Sunday, they talk about all that stuff, but, you know, Detroit, who are 4-4, and they trail the Vikings by two games, okay? Guess what? At the end of the season, we're not going to be talking about the um, Vikings. Now, that Vikings has a uh, Viking football team has a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but the Vikings also got to face Green Bay. Okay, and that game's up for up for grabs. So that's going to be interesting. Now, be within the division. So. Where, you know, Green Bay, they are who they are. And that's going to be a problem for the rest of them. Now, Cleveland, uh, their defense really have been good. You can't run against that football team for some reason. They're too, they only give up less than two, three yards a uh, carry, 2.9. So the Lions have lost their last three home games in large parts of red zone, but that's not going to be a problem. They're ranked 27th this year. They're only 45% in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. That's just one spot ahead against the Browns. So, it's just all in all, the better football team right here is the Detroit Lions, and I don't think anybody's going to argue the fact as well. So, that having been said, that's the game I am on, the Detroit Lions, in this one. 
And if you're not on the Detroit Lions, I'm not sure what football team you're watching that, that they're playing against. As Tarvin's on Detroit as well. We'll get Cuervo's picks hopefully soon. So that brings us to the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to be looking them all uh, for the rest of the uh, rest of the show. Next one that's up on tap. How about the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears? Four and four Green Bay. Losers of their last three. Chicago Bears finally lost the game with their new quarterback last week. And there's not a lot to say here. This is a football team that does not have Aaron Rodgers. And the Lions, they ju- you just look at the line, or, uh, the Bears. You, when you just look at the Bears, this is a football team. I said, it. hey, the future looks bright. They got to wear shades, baby. I'm not saying they're going to do anything this year. I'm just saying the future looks good. I think Mitchell Trubisky is the is the real thing. We're going to find out, of course, you know, the second year, will he be able to get around something out there? But 196 games, Green Bay is holding on to a you know lead 95 to 94 and six ties in the series. They got the win. They were tied last time. Green Bay won. So Chicago three and five. They matched their total wins from last season. Anne has won two of its past three games. Bears are 2-2 two and two at home, and they're well-rested as they're coming off of the bye. Green Bay, who's 4-4, four and four, you know, they got a quarterback issue. You know, Rodgers went down. The Packers have lost three in a row. I, that's all you got to really say when you look at this game. Brett Huntley, he's getting a passer rating of 58.3. He's been far far from stellar. He's passed for one touchdown compared to four interceptions in those three games. Ugh. Ugh. So, you know, you, you, you got to, you know, Huntley's going to take the responsibility and put it on his shoulders in, in very well so. He's not delivering the ball like he needs to do. So you, that, that whole thing is going to be a problem. So, but for Green Bay slump to end, okay, they got to get those wideouts involved in the game, and they have not been able to do so. Randall Cobb, okay, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, you got to deliver the ball to those guys. Get it in their hands. Let them make the plays. Let them get the yakety yak, like we talk about on this show. Usually, games come down to yakety yak. How you how a team plays. You can get great quarterback play, but if you can't get any yakety yak, all you got to do is really take a look at Eli Manning. It really affects how your football team is. Now, Chicago has the NFL's eighth ranked defense. Okay? They're good defensively. Not only that, their offense for the Green Bay Packers, not so good. Akeem Hicks leads the team with seven sacks. And uh, Leonard Floyd, he has five. They're going to be all over him. They're going to be eating him up like he is a chocolate-covered cherry, man. I'm telling you. Green Bay, number 23 in total offense, averaging 310 yards a game, and it's worse in the last three. The Bears, they rank fourth 
the la- fourth to last in total offense, 187 yards a game. Green Bay, they, they, they're ranking, they're giving up 357 yards a game. Big difference. Packers will score 22.6 points a game while giving up 23. Chicago has scored 16.8 by giving up 21, but I think they get more points here today. I mean, you can look at those stats and say, hey, Green Bay Packers should win. <laughs> That's when you got a little bit of those stats coming to you with Aaron Rodgers in them. Now, having been said, injuries are big. Listen to this. Zach Miller, out for the season. Um, so he had a big-time surgery. He's going to be gone. Uh, Trevin, it might miss the game. He's got a calf strain. They'll probably try to get this guy. Danny Trevin is a guy that the uh, line, or the Chicago Bears need. So, but one player is going to make his Bears debut is Dontrell Inman, who was acquired on October 26th from the Chargers. He has notched 58 catches for 810 yards for the four, uh, four touchdowns last season. And Trubisky, you know, this is you know this might be the, this might be a time to be able to build some chemistry. I'm on the Chicago Bears on this game. If you didn't know, or couldn't tell by where I was leaning, and I but I, I just don't see how Green Bay comes anywhere near getting involved in this game. So the Bears and I'm looking on here. I don't see uh, Packers or Bears. Oh, there it is. Tarvin is on the Bears as well. So we got two NFC North teams that we are picked, Chicago and Detroit. So this leaves Minnesota that we'll talk about a little bit later on here in the show. But that having been said, since we covered that one, everybody knows where we are. Let's get to the next one. we got a lot of games this week. Next game up uh, for grabs are the Chargers. The L.A. Chargers lost last week. They're 3-5. The Jaguars have won two and, in a row and are tied for first place at 5-3 and three in the AFC South. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that defense for the Jaguars, they're not just good, they're scary good. And the reason why is they're eating quarterbacks alive. And I will tell you, the Chargers are a football team that don't know how to protect the quarterback or can't or won't or whatever the case may be. Phillip Rivers runs around like a chicken without a head, it seems, every single week. And let's be honest, this is a guy that should not have to be like this, but he is. If you're the Chargers, you got to protect your franchise, and they have not done a good job of this. And I love Phillip Rivers. I wish the guy was on a different football team. I think that guy could be set up for a Hall of Fame, uh, a Hall of Fame career, but hasn't been able to get it done in San Diego or San Diego slash LA. Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they figure out what they're doing. You know, they win three of its last four. And um, Cincinnati, get the victory in Cincinnati. I mean, come on. Jaguars have won at home in consecutive weeks for the first time since October 2016. Guess what? They're home. 
Chargers, you know, they they get the bye last week, so they should come in refreshed. But my only problem is is that the Jaguars, you see, what I think hurts football teams is if you have a great defense and then you got the bye. Because you don't want to stop that defense from what they do. And when that time, when those times come, you know, they kill, they kill defenses. Now, I'm not saying Blake Bortles is the greatest thing along since Fruit Punch, okay? He's been playing well enough to win. Notice how I say he wasn't playing great. But this is a game right here with him playing well, sticking back, not making, you know, not trying to force the ball. It's going to be a – he's been a surprise. You, you know, he's just doing the right things, the things that will help him be better. Bortles also has the top rushing attack with Leonard Fournette. He's going to play. 596 yards, six touchdowns, and he returns after missing last week's game because of breaking the rules. He leads the NFL, and that's missing last week. So, plus they got a pretty good backup in Ivory. You know, I, I kind of like how that works out. But right now, Bortles, you know, in reality, the Jaguars, they want to stay close to the ground. They want to run up the run the ball. They want to gobble up the yards and the time of possession, okay? And you do that by running the football. And if you go back and look at last week's win, the Bengals were held under 40 snaps. Under 40 snaps. Let me give you a, a you know, under 40 snaps is an incredible number. So, and the offense is playing well. Get guys in fresh each and every week. Now, Rivers is going to have to do it against the third-ranked defense in the NFL and the top-ranked one against the pass. They're shut down. Jaguars, they have allowed only 14.6 points a game. And they have a good opportunity to maybe keep it that way or even less if they can get to the quarterback. The Chargers, in reality, are going to have to make sure that they don't give a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Kalilis Campbell, 10 sacks. Nagatugi, 6.5 sacks. Fowler, 5.5. Chargers offensive line, they're battling injuries. And I'm going to tell you right now, but Bosa, Melvin Ingram, both with eight and a half sacks, they got that going for them as well. So, you know, I I just like this game. Now, the Chargers are 7-2 against the Jaguars, 1-6 straight. I don't care about history. If you listen to this show, I can give a rat's fat butt what they did last year against this football team. The only team that really matters is in Denver. You know, that's a football team that can win at home, but they're playing bad, but we'll talk about that as well. I think that's the only one where I look at history. So, the Chargers defense right now, Gus Bradley. Now, everybody's talking about Gus Bradley going back to Jack. Listen, Gus, Gus Bradley sucked, okay? And he deserved to get fired. So, I don't feel bad about Gus Bradley being gone. I called for his head two years before he left. Gus Bradley is average at best, 
and I don't see how this even comes into play, but the wonderful media are making it a story. It's not a story. No one cares. Gus Bradley sucked as the head coach. I guess if you want to go with a little revenge factor, so be it. But I don't get it. So I, I want to just know what the Chargers have done defensively that makes you go, oh, yeah, we got to worry about them. I don't. Now, I'm not picking the Jags because I think uh, because I'm a homer. I just think they're going to beat this football team. The Jags are not going to make the playoffs, and if they do, they don't make it out of the first round. I think Tennessee is going to win this division. Jags are going to have to fight for a playoff spot. I believe that because of the quarterback. And you look at it, yes, you've got a good defense right now, but if there's anything that will kill a good defense is bad quarterback play. And that's what happens with the Jacksonville Jaguars each and every time they're out on the football field when they got Blake Bortles. And you know what? You get what you get with Blake Bortles, and you can't blame anybody but the, but the actual you know, owners of that football team. They're the reason why it is where it is, and that's only their fault. Next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we look at them all. The Minnesota Vikings, 6-2 in the north. Washington Redskins at home, 4-4. Four and four. The Washington Redskins got a good victory last week against the Seattle Seahawks. Not only that, Sonny danced the jig. I don't wish injuries on him, but, you know, hey, if it happens, couldn't happen to a better guy. Sherman out for the season. Minnesota has won four games in a row. Now, you look at these numbers and you ask, well, you know, last four games, really? Yeah, last four games, really. When teams do it quietly, that's where you got to go. Got to be careful. Now, the Redskins, I mean, getting that victory against Seattle in Seattle. There's a big-time win there for them. And now they're in the thick of things in the NFC wildcard right now. With a victory today, it puts Minnesota might be on the outside looking in. I told you who's going to win the NFC North. It's not going to be the Minnesota Vikings. This game right here, this could be for a wild card spot right here because whoever will have it will have the the uh, the tiebreaker. So if they end with the same record, that could be something that could end up happening. I'm liking this game this week, and I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why. The Redskins are getting healthy. Trent Williams is going to be back in the line. Defensive lineman Arthur Jones' shoulder and Matt Laronitis with a hand injury. They were held out of practice, but they're going to play. So watch out for that. Now, catching Philadelphia for the Washington Redskins, who are – Philadelphia's 8-1, okay? They're not likely going to do it. So now they got to play for the playoffs. they got to play for a wild card. But Carolina, who's 6-3, and three, as they – you know – and the Dallas Cowboys five and three, they gotta stay in line with those guys. Seattle are five and three, I think they're in trouble. So when they go, you know, when they go and they have a game with the New Orleans Saints who are six and two, 
if they get wins in those games, that should be interesting. I'm not saying the Washington Redskins are going to win and get into the playoffs, but I think they're going to make it interesting for those teams, the New Orleans Saints, the Dallas Cowboys, Seattle Seahawks, Carolina Panthers. They're going to make it very, very fun to watch. Also, think about this. The Redskins, two with the Giants, who are god-awful, and a home game against Denver, who is not playing well, and a home game against the Arizona Cardinals, who are not playing well. This game right here could be the season for the Washington Redskins, and I think they know it. Sonny knows it. I think they should know it. So knowing where they're going to be, you got to figure it out. Now, no running game for the Washington Redskins. That hurts. Only 51 yards last week. And where you struggle running the football, which means you become predictable. And Kirk Cousins leads the fourth quarter. He rallies back this year, okay, with back-to-back completions of 31 and 38 yards on the final drive to go ahead and get the win last week. So Washington, though, ranks 10th in passing yards with 244 and ninth in passing yards per play with 6.7. So, but when you're Kirk Cousins and you're going up against the Minnesota Viking defense, you got to know that the Vikings have not allowed more than 20 points since week number two, and that was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are ranked fourth in yards allowed per game. I mark that, yards per game, 282 yards. And second and third down percentage. This is a stout defense. So, Sonny, why are you leaning towards the, the Washington Redskins? It's the quarterback. This is a game of who's the better quarterback. And there's, to me, it's not even a question. Kirk Cousins is far better. Case Keenum is doing exactly what he's supposed to do, which is try to help a team win without their starting quarterback. But now that Sam Bradford's gone for the year, Case Keenum becomes the quarterback. It's, you know, this is just not that. Now, last, you know, Minnesota, you know, know, they get lucky, okay? The bye was very timely for them because they need to get that offensive line healthy. Nick Easton, tackle uh, Remmers. They might return today. They're questionable, but likely to play. Easton with the calf injury has missed the past three games. And Ramers has, has uh, he left the game on October 29th against Cleveland Browns with a concussion. So, but he practiced on Wednesday. Ramers did not. But they're saying Ramers might make it. Now, the Minnesota Vikings offense They face the Redskins' defense, who are ranked 18th in yards per game, coming off an impressive win against Russell Wilson. Now, I got some mad love for Russell Wilson. Hate the Seahawks, love Russell Wilson. That is the game where Russell Wilson cannot let the Washington Redskins beat him, and they did. So I just kind of look at where they are right now and where they have been. And Washington, I'm going to, I'm, I'm on the Washington bandwagon here this week. I think the Washington Redskins and Kirk Cousins is one of these guys that knows how to fire up his football team. 
When he gets fired up, sometimes that team follows. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, I mean, you know, like I'll go back in history for you. The Vikings have won four of six against these two teams, okay? If you like that kind of stat, that's wonderful. I don't like the stat because I don't care about the stat. It makes no, it, it, it doesn't make any, it doesn't mean anything, at least to me. So when I'm looking at this game and how important it is for the Redskins, this they're fighting for a wild card because they know they're not going to get it in there. So they've got to win these games in the NFC. And it starts with the 6-2 and two Vikings team. And I think that what's going to happen is, is the Washington Redskins are going to shock the world this week. And that, and I, I think, I don't think a lot of people are out there picking the 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 Washington Redskins. The Minnesota Vikings, a good football team, and that's who Tarvin has picked. By the way, he also picked the Jags the last game. I forgot to let you know about that. But Tarvin is on the Minnesota Vikings, and the question is, uh, Jarek McKinnon. That guy's coming out of uh, nowhere in reality when you think about where Minnesota is. I like what that guy has been doing. That guy rips them off, man, 12 and 13 yards. So if Minnesota doesn't get into the fact that they think they've got to pass the football and let Jarek McKinnon win the game for him, that's going to be good for him. Watch out for Jarek McKinnon. He's going to be a big-time factor in the game this week. If he goes off, Minnesota Vikings will win. But if they feel like they got to throw the football or have to throw the football, that's going to be a problem for Washington. They might not win that football game. So that will be interesting to see how that one. The game's in Landover, Maryland, by the way. Next game up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is the New Orleans Saints. They're 6-2 and two on the season. Winners of their last six. Now, for the last three weeks, I said quietly, well, everybody's taking notice now. And everybody's calling the New Orleans Saints defense, you know, almost shut down. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now that the, C- the Saints have had the biggest blessing as far as schedule is concerned and the timing of the schedule. Now, granted, I don't, I don't want anybody to think they can only play who they're playing on the schedule. They don't make the schedule. It's not their fault. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Saints have enjoyed a wonderful schedule up until this point. Well, you, and, and I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. What are you talking about, Sonny? Well, after the situation of the week one and week two, Vikings beating up the Saints 29-19. to Then the Patriots walloping them 36-20. to The Saints have said, hmm, they beat the Panthers. They beat the pants off them, 34-13. Good game for them to play. Then they wrap up the Dolphins 20 to nothing, blank out the Dolphins, okay? Then at home, they get the Lions. And the Lions, they didn't have the quarterback. They had a hammy and an ankle problem, same game. Matthew Stafford, not the right guy, but he still puts up 38 in that game. Then they get the Packers. And a big-time victory, and that was a big-time game. A big-time game. 
what? But they ended up not because that was the first game without Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, that's the way that should do it. Then they get the Bears. They beat a rookie quarterback 20 to 12. And then last week, the Saints. All right? So you tell me. Those, that schedule set up perfect with them and the timing of injuries to Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and the Panthers still trying to get up off of theirs. That set up for them perfect to get those six games in a row. Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, that's a football team that has been fighting all year long. They're five and three. They're second in the NFC East. And Tyrod Taylor is not a great quarterback. Let me just go on record. He is not a good quarterback. But here's the thing. He doesn't have to be. Because in this matchup against the, the Saints, first of all, they're at home. That's huge. That's huge. Buffalo, you say what you want. They've got some great fans out there, and you got to love it. Now, when you looked at the beginning of the season, you didn't think any one of these two teams were going to finish in the playoff hunt, but guess what? The Saints finished 7-9 and nine the last three seasons in a row, missed the postseason each time. The Buffalo Bills have made the playoffs in 17 years. And they're doing with Tyrod Taylor at the quarterback position. By the way, missing 17-year consecutive playoffs makes them the only U.S. professional sports franchise with an 0-17 in the 21st century for playoffs. I found that stat is amazing to me. Now, go to this game. Saints 6-2. They put that six-game winning streak on the line right now. Buffalo Bills right now are perfect at home this season. And only one of six AFC teams that play above 500. So that pays off really good for them as well. Now, have the Saints been a real 6-2 and two football team? And I go back to that schedule. You're still going to get Drew Brees to throw the football. And you've got to love that. He is passing a 71.6 yards per uh, percentage games, 276 yards game, 13 touchdowns, only four interceptions. And I think right now Drew Brees is, is thriving. But one thing that I've watched in the past with Drew Brees, sometimes he doesn't play well against teams that they should beat. They should beat this team. And that's what worries me about this game because it's also in Buffalo. Now, the longest winning streak since 2011 for the Saints. Okay? It's a balanced offense. And that defense, I think, is overrated. However, Breeze is attempting just 34.4 passes per game compared to 41 last year. That's defense, folks. That means he doesn't have to throw the football down the football field to try to get him a win. Now, the Atlanta Falcons dominating last year when they went to the Super Bowl, okay, with the quicker defense, the more explosive offense, the Saints, you know, they made, you know, that conscious decision in the offseason to pound the ball because of the running game and because of Drew Brees' age. So they had to do something. They got a good running game this year. Now, the Bills. 
they come off a, a sloppy victory, okay? Or I mean, a loss against the New York Jets last Thursday. They just did not show up. Now they have three extra days of rest. Sean McDermott also expects to be able to use Kelvin Benjamin, the guy that they go ahead and grab up from Carolina. And they want that guy to be a big part of the game, and you're going to see him this week. He's still learning the Bills' offensive system, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's all about getting the timing down, and that's the only place you really can get that is in the game. Tyrod Taylor, you know, I, you know, he needs somebody to throw the ball to instead of him having to run the football. That will be a problem. So they need to get Benjamin involved in the game. And right now, according to McDermott, he says he's going to play. So that's going to be big this week. The Bills also, injury front, here you go. Got guys that might come back. How about A.J. Gaines with a hammy? Tight end, Charles Clay with a the knee. They all return to limited practice, but the problem, left tackle, uh, Cordy Glenn is still expected to miss the game with. He's got a foot and some ankle soreness. Not sure if he's going to go. And receiver uh, Zay uh, Jones, he is nursing an ankle injury. So you got to look out for that. Now, on the other side, the Saints, um, they didn't have Morocco because of a groin injury. Okay, safety. Left tackle, Armstead. On Wednesday, he did not practice, which usually means for offensive linemen, they're not going to play. But left guard, Larry Walford, with a, a stomach problem, abdomen problem, he went through practice. And they said he is uh, probable to play. Receiver Michael Thomas, uh, who leads the Saints with 50 catches, with 545 yards, he is questionable for the game. And defense, uh, Mark Day, he's out for the game. And Alex Okaford, um, he is limited with ankle injuries. This is a football team that is entering the time of the season where injuries will affect what you do week in and week out. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I'm going to go Buffalo, not because I think that they're a great offense or a great defense or anything like that. I just think that where they're at and the injuries are going to be a big problem with, with, uh, with the Saints this week. I think it, they're going to rear their ugly heads. And I think it's going to be something that they're going to have to try to get around. And I don't know if they will be able to. So how do you feel about the Saints? Do you think that that, that uh, game is all set ready to go for them? You know, I don't know. But I will tell you, I like Buffalo in this game. Now, so does Tarvin. He's on the Buffalo Bills as well. So I don't, you know, if, if, you know, if Tarvin is picking them, I don't feel so bad. But – I don't don't expect that big game from Tyrod Taylor. And if he does, it's because he's going to get the ball. And watch for him to force the ball to Calvin Benjamin. they got to be aware of that. Don't force the ball. I think that they will – I think that they will go ahead and try to trap Tyrod Taylor. He's got to be smart enough to not fall for it. Now the question is, is will he be smart enough not to fall for it? That's what's going to happen in this game. It's going to be a good one. Next game up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we cover them all here in week number 10 of the NFL. Mark that. Mark that. Where are we at? Exactly. Mark that. We can't do that. Let's go back. What's going on? What happened to my computer? Here we go. We're going to take a quick break. 
All right, as it's 10.30, we need to get in our another ads, and we're going to cover them all here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll take a look at New York Jets and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here on. That being said, it's our Sunday morning tradition here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-thru coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-thru so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. 
We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we are a motivated team of coaches with the mindset of helping you achieve and reach your highest goals. Having developed and trained over 100 Division I athletes as well as Division II athletes, even professional athletes, the Bullet Team definitely has the knowledge and mindset to take you to the next level. Check out our new 22,000 square foot facility and 3,000 square foot weight room along with 4,500 square feet of outdoor turf and covered training area along with football and soccer fields. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Ernie, it was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. Ernie, it was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible.
This is my asterisk. The San Francisco 49ers and Giants. If Jimmy Garoppolo comes in the first quarter, I'm on San Francisco. First quarter. Giants are a bad football team. Let me go back a little bit because I've been on mute here, and it will straighten it out. I'll, I'll straighten it out, and it will be like form like I, I started. Uh, back to what we were talking about just a little bit before we got going in here. New Orleans and Buffalo, that was a, a, a game where you looked at that game. I am on Buffalo. New Orleans, I like what they're doing. They got the winning streak. Buffalo, I like what they're doing, but they're at home. I'm not sure what's going to end up happening there. I had a lot of explanation while I was on mute, and I apologize, but uh, Trevin's also on that one. The Jets in Tampa Bay, that's just a bad game. Uh, however, Tarvin's on Tampa Bay. I'm taking the Jets. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, not a lot to talk about in reality when you look at that one. Pittsburgh should win that game handily. The Ravens and the Houston Texans, a very important game. Very important game for Houston and the Rams. Rams would like to keep their uh, situation going on. Houston would like to be able to make that AFC a little bit more challenging. But as I, if you were listening a little bit earlier, I went and did one of this, so I will go ahead and do it, even though it's a couple minutes late. Minnesota Vikings are bringing and activated Teddy Bridgewater. They're not saying he's starting yet, but he's going to be active for this game. It's the biggest mistake a franchise could make. You lose Teddy Bridgewater in these weeks here, you're putting your franchise at risk. And what it's also doing is disrespecting Teddy Bridgewater. I'll put that out there in the play, too. So, no Teddy Bridgewater. That, that's kind of crazy. You put Teddy, I mean, I mean, if you put Teddy Bridgewater in, that's kind of crazy. You should not be doing this. It's going to affect your, and it's a lack of respect for him as being your leader of your franchise. And I know a lot of people think, Sonny, you're nuts by thinking that way, but Teddy Bridgewater deserves more respect. He should not. Now, Teddy Bridgewater wants to be in, but come on. you got to do what's best for your franchise and your your uh, future, not what's, what's going on right now. Your winners are four in a row. If you win today, you can't even think about bringing in Teddy Bridgewater until you lose two. Big mistake, huge mistake. But it is what it is here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, so I went ahead and uh, I got the Rams over Houston. We already picked the Atlanta and Dallas game. I'm on Atlanta, so it's Tarvin, and uh, you heard those reasoning. I'm on the asterisks with San Francisco. If Jimmy G goes in the first quarter, they win that football game. If they don't, Giants win. So that brings us to the game that is up on tap here as we are all set and we're covering them all here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Go a little bit faster because we don't have uh, Cuervo or Tarvin in on the game. But that having been said, I wish we could talk about this next game like it's the best thing to come along since Fruit Punch, but it's not. The Patriots travel to Denver, and I talked about history, how I don't, look at history at all when oh they've won six out of seven against them I don't care only team that I think about is the home team with Denver when I look at that history that history is serious they've only lost like four games in like forever at home 
they recently have been because they don't have a quarterback. New England goes in there and fights Denver again. Now, you can say whatever you want. They switch quarterbacks in Denver. It hasn't seemed to help. And Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Now, I, I don't know why anybody takes more than two seconds to decide this game. But, hey, let's do it because that's just what we do. But just understand New England wins this game without hardly even breaking a sweat. Okay? That having been said, you know, the quarterback situation there, there's a lot of things to work on. Okay? There's a lot of things to look at. The Broncos are just going to have to be ready for the Patriots mentally and use the advantage of what Denver is. And what is that? It's that high altitude thing going on there that they got going on. So you got to ask that question, will that come into play in this game? The Broncos, they're struggling with injuries, offensive line. They've averaged only 10 points a game during a four-game losing streak. And that's dropped the record to 3-5. and five. That's the reason why we're looking at this at midway through the season. So, I mean, this is a football team that's got to be sick of losing. But what's the answer? I mean, John Elway, you're the, you're the man. Why can't you go find a real quarterback? Why don't you spend some money on him? Now, you were thinking about Colin Kaepernick. Now, not go out and get him. This is a team that could use him. I, I'm, I'm all for this one. Colin Kaepernick would be great here. But that's a team that's not going to do it. So, also, the Broncos, you know, during that four-game losing streak, as they try to turn it around right now, New England 6-2. It's one of the 11 straight road games with having extra time to prepare. Coming off of the bye. Really? I mean, if you get if you get Bill Belichick time in the regular season, you give him an extra week, whoever you're playing, you're done. You got I mean you're you're just absolutely done. I don't know. It, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I don't know. Will they be able to get it done? I mean, will the altitude play a part in this one? I just don't know where it is. All you got to do, the Broncos and Patriots, okay, seventh straight year in the regular season that they play, okay? New England's 5-1. and one. Denver's only win was in 2015, and that's when the Broncos went to the Super Bowl and beat Carolina. Brock Osweiler now, back at quarterback for the Broncos, okay? He was the one that got that victory. So Brock Osweiler, okay, is the guy that put them in the situation uh, to get that win. Remember, it's when Peyton Manning came back. So you just look at a lot of things that are going. Now, a win against the Patriots could go a long way for this football team because of the way the AFC West is shaping up. I mean, that whole division, you just reshuffled the whole thing. I mean, you got the Chargers still involved. Raiders, are they good? Are they not? I, You know. The Chiefs, they've been losing games. I mean, this is a, a 
then then you add up on the fight. The Broncos is a bad division of football. I mean, it should be the Chiefs team to run away with, but they haven't been able to get it done. So, Broncos have injuries. That season injury to to their uh, tackle Watson that hurts. Calf injury earlier this week for Donald Stevenson that really hurts. And they're being replaced with with uh, practice squad guys. Well, that really hurts. So then they have some other guys that missed time this week. But I will tell you right now, when I look at the Patriots, I don't look at Tom Brady as being the problem. I think the defense is the problem. And when you got Tom Brady throwing the football as well as he is, the defense gets overlooked in all the problems that they're having. Now, Denver has the league's second-ranked defense in the NFL, but they can't win football games. Now, Chris Hogan, he might be out. He's questionable. It's wide receiver for the for the uh, Patriots. Missed time in practice this week. Also, Malcolm Brown with the ankle, the defensive tackle. Then Marcus Cannon on the offensive line. He's got an ankle problem. And Stephen Gilmore with the concussion protocol. Still have the pass. I, I just don't know how you don't go to the Patriots in this one. So, having been said, which is the name of the show, I'm on the Patriots. Now, we go to Monday Night Football. We're going to cover this one. We're going to get out a half hour early. We normally on for three hours and we need a quarter vote, but, you know, there's no need to keep going a little bit uh, longer here. But Miami is in Carolina. This is a game that really, really bothers me. This is one of the games of the week that, you know, I suddenly wanted to pull out the, the couch potato quarter and because, you know, Carolina's won two, Miami's lost two, and Jay Cutler, is he the guy? I you know, you know, what's going on with that whole situation? Can Cam Newton turn that football team around? But the Dolphins right now they've lost back to back games. All right, and they're slipping out of the NFC East to third place. And that's a problem. This is a football team trying to make the playoffs. I don't know. The Panthers put themselves in kind of good shape as they're six and two, and they're second in the division. And playoffs in the if they don't win the division, they could be in the prime for that wild card. So when you look at these games, this game is being played in Carolina on Monday Night Football. And I don't know if that Miami offense can move the ball. I want to, I, it, my heart wants to go with the Miami, but man, that Panthers defense, top rated defense in the NFL, and an offensive line that can't pray, protect Jay Cutler or anybody. You know, the Panthers, though, this is their problem. They give up 274 yards a game. It's not great, but it's not it's not spectacular. It's not bad either. It is pedestrian. Now, Cam Newton's he picks up the yards on the ground, and he's been going back to that style a little bit. I think one good hit, he'll put it back up on his shoulders, back in the pocket, and that's where the problem happens. 
So I don't know. You know, if, if is Cam Cam okay with running the football? Is he a little gun shy? I think he is. Cutler has thrown seven touchdowns in the last eight quarters, but the Panthers right now, yeah, I don't know if that can happen. The rushing attack, they get rid of Jay Ajayi. Okay? So then it's got to go to Drake. I don't think that's good. Panthers, you know, they've mixed up the backfield. they got a problem at the running back position. They have no offensive line. But then again, you look at the Miami defensive line, you, you're just not worried. And the fact of the matter is, is they got to get better in the secondary because they've been getting burned down the field. I want, I mean, I want to pick the Miami Dolphins. Now, if you look at these and, and looking at numbers, the Dolphins have had five games decided by six points or less this season. Three of the four games had three-point margins. So they're in every single game, it seems. So I, I don't know how you get it, but here's the, here's the deal. The Dolphins, they should get T.J. McDonald back after his eight-game suspension for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. I don't know how good he can be after not playing the first eight weeks. So watch out for that. If he plays, that's if, if he plays, if and when. Gay says he should be ready to go. I think he's going to play then. Panthers are nine and six all time on Monday Night Football, including six and three mark at home. I don't know if I care about that. I no. Let me just rephrase that. I don't care about that. So. Miami is one of two teams that Carolina has never defeated at home in two attempts. So, so the other is the Tennessee Titans. So there's a couple of other things that are sitting right there. I want to pick the Miami Dolphins. Just can't. They play. They they played so bad in those last two games, where they've lost two in a row, and it it it's almost inexcusable how they lost those games. And I think Carolina, I don't necessarily think, and I'll put it out there, I don't think Carolina's necessarily the better team. The Miami Dolphins are victims of having injuries and, and Jay Cutler at the quarterback position. But I'm going to tell you, this is a tough Monday night football game to pick. And I don't know how many other people get, could pick this game. And, and take Miami except homers. I, I just I try to look at everything and try to get set on how I'm going to pick this game. Now, Tarvin is on the Panthers as well, just to let everybody know. We did not get the picks. Hopefully, um, Cuervo will get his picks up here before we go on, uh, before the first game happens. I'm sure we will because he usually does. He'll find a couple minutes, and wherever he picks, you know, even if it's after the kickoff, I trust Cuervo. We don't, we don't worry about that kind of thing. He knows who he thinks is going to win and who he's not. So, 
So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We didn't do a full three hours as we didn't have Cuervo. Um, and we had Tarvin for a little bit and everything. But uh, we've had a great time here as we talked the NFL. We got through all of them here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that's just what we do. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. You heard it here. We'll be back next week here on Sunday morning. We'll be looking at them. Playoffs for my Raleigh Eagles start on Friday night, 7.30. Kickoff, 7.30 pregame show earlier in the day. Make sure you get in on that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Pregame show as well as the play-by-play, along with the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna. Coming to you from Coppell as the Eagles take on the Coppell Cowboys on Friday night, 7.30 sharp. Should be an interesting one. Quarterback situation for both teams up in question. We'll follow up on that as well when we get to that game. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out of here, everybody. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Welcome into the couch potato. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Woo!